What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Good Wolf Project. I'm your host, Jerry Scarlato. Today, our conversation is with Nico Legan. Nico is a political refugee of sorts. He left Canada for certain political reasons and is currently traveling the United States, enjoying all of the corners of the United States. Although, as you'll see in the conversation, he hasn't gotten to all the corners quite yet. Nonetheless, this is a little different vibe than normal Good Wolf Project vibes happen to be. Um, definitely, we dive into different topics, of which is an understanding of why he left Canada and is looking for a different type of vibe in the United States. Nico also is an expert in helping men become good men and good men find purpose in life and lead with purpose. You'll really enjoy this conversation from beginning to end. This is Nico Legan. Nico, how are you, brother? It's good to see you. Thank you for coming on Good Wolf Project. We were just talking about you being in an RV, and I'm glad that you brought that up because that's the place <laughs> that I wanted to start. Where are you oh, right there now? There you go. Right now, Athens, Alabama. It's it's See it as the juncture of Tennessee and Alabama. Uh, that's where the infamous waving girl, I think, is, or maybe she's in a different place in Alabama. Oh, that's that's nope. Athens, Georgia, maybe is what I'm thinking. There's but a lot I'm, of different Athens. Yeah, there really is. Yeah, uh, I'm from Baton Rouge, so I know the South pretty well. Uh, we love it here, man. We've been here for for a couple of months, and we love it. It's uh, up to now top three in the U.S. Cool, very nice. Love the love Arizona, love Tennessee, love Tennessee, mm -hmm. and Alabama's awesome. Alabama's awesome. Mm -hmm. Alabama's awesome. The desert was cool. You know, I would do this. I would do, but I want to do Montana. But it's just I don't yeah. want to do it in the winter because I got a, a guy that I know that's out of Montana, but we haven't been more north than Virginia. Mm. And I, we want to avoid, we don't want to have snow. We're Canadians. We, we don't want to deal with that stuff anymore. So that's, uh, but Montana supposedly in the summer is absolutely stunning. So I would do like a Montana during the summer and Arizona during the winter. Because, mm. man, I, last year we were in Arizona. I was able to ride my motorcycle every day. Like mid-January, I'm on my motorcycle. It's 70 degrees, 80 degrees outside. Yeah. Wife beater shorts going to the gym. <laughs> like, <laughs> there you so, go. But Alabama's cool. Yeah, Alabama's a beautiful place. Mississippi's got some beautiful places. Baton Rouge, I don't know if you've been through Louisiana yet. Beautiful places. Uh, this is why we're here. This mm -hmm. is why we're here because the last states that we want to do are we we done North Carolina. We haven't done South Carolina. We haven't done Florida. We haven't done Georgia. We haven't done Mississippi. And we haven't done, um, uh, man, what's right next to it? We're Baton, we're Baton Rouge's. Uh, Louisiana. Oh, no, Louisiana. So we've sorry. done. So those are the only places that we haven't seen yet, and we can drive them from here. We can literally leave the trailer behind and just dump in the truck and visit them. So that's one of the reasons why we're here. And it's cheap in Alabama compared to other states. Like other states really? are stupid expensive. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. the Phoenix is not a place you want to go in the middle of the summer. I'll prompt you at that because no. I was yeah. there in July of last year, and they had – record highs i think it got to like 117 or 118 yeah. for a couple of yeah, days yeah. that is that is hot like we were in ver further in the, we were in zoom and yuma so i don't know if you know where yuma is but mm -hmm. right at the border of california arizona and 
and uh, Mexico. In the summer, I, I'm pretty sure that there's a couple of times they went to close to 100 and you're like February, February oh or gosh. March. Like it's insane. It's absolutely insane. But it's the, they say that it's the, the place in the world that has the more sun. It's something, the average is something stupid, like 93% of the days are sunny. No kidding. In in three months of us being, we were there from January to end of March type of deal, and we saw 10 minutes of rain. All the rest of the time, it was nice outside. Like, I was working every day on my laptop. I have two laptops. I have my the laptop I use to produce my content, which is a massive brick. <laughs> and then I have a super small laptop that I just write stuff on, that I work on, like if I don't need uh my my video editing power editing stuff yeah i was in i was outside every day just chilling outside with a dog with a cigar man it was for, i i miss i miss Yuma. but there's nothing to do there though it sucks really there's nothing to do but the temperature in the winter is a1 on point yeah man. what prompted the the traveling yeah, so <laughs> yeah let's let's start with that what prompted the traveling do you want the politically correct answer? Or you want the real answer? Give me the answer. Because back in 2020, so I was a sales engineer by trade. That's what I do. So I, I was a sales engineer. I worked for one of the biggest telecommunication companies in Canada. And until about three, well, November, uh, not November, but March, 2020, I was wearing a suit every day, going to customer meetings, two, three, four customers a day. And that's what we did. We, we sold high-end solutions for some of the biggest companies in Canada and the U.S. And when COVID happened, Canada had massive restrictions, right? right. So we weren't doing face-to-face -face meeting anymore. So everything was done on Zoom and Teams. And I had an investment house in the middle of nowhere. Like really think about the most Canadian thing you can think of. So log house, top of a mountain, middle of the woods, away from everything. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it, does. it doesn't it. Because man, I was single back then. So I, I lived in the city. I had an apartment in the city because all my customers were there. I had my dogs. And now you're telling me that I can't see anybody else. I cannot be in the same bubble. And while I was giving, by the way, I, when they told me not to do that, I was giving free hugs at protests at covid protests i've given like four or five thousand hugs yeah. in the middle of the covid pandemic when people yeah. were telling me oh you're gonna die and blah blah i'm like screw you i'm giving free hugs to people that yeah. need it but the point is that i i figured i'm like why am i living in the city i come from a small town man so i'm like why am i living in the city so i got rid of the place i got rid of my place in the city and i just moved to um I moved to my house in the middle of nowhere. I had Starlink, so I had no problems with internet. And I was there for a couple of months alone with my dog, and my job started telling me that they would fire me if I didn't get vaccinated. So I basically told and my you're boss. working remotely? Yes, yes. Okay. So because it was a requirement by the government of Canada, Americans, you might not know this, but 90% of Canadians are vaccinated. Like it's something wow. like 86 to 90% of Canadians have at least one shot. It's insane. And wow, you know, it went from you're going to have to work from a home, from you need to have a vaccination passport. 
So once the government started, the, the government of Quebec, the province, or the equivalent of the state that I'm from, started implementing that. So all the companies had to implement that too. Well, they had the choice. There's just a company I worked for is a massive company. Like we were like 30 to 50,000 employees. So they started implementing that. And not only were they threatening to fire me, but my girlfriend and I, because my girlfriend eventually moved with me, we couldn't do anything. We could only go to the grocery store and the pharmacy. We weren't legally able to take public transport. We couldn't go to any store, any entertainment, nothing. I had. I couldn't even go to the gym, man. I, I, I literally didn't have a passport. Yeah. Yeah. I refused to get vaccinated and I had to turn my, my living room was a gym. I literally turned it into a gym because it's not true. I've been hitting the gym for 20 years, bro. There's no way I was not working out. So right. I bought a few thousand dollars of free weights, a bench, a few things, a pull up bar. And I'm just like, let's do this. But this is what, this is what prompted me. Cause you know, it made me realize that I was at the mercy of the government. I was at the mercy of the company that I worked for. And I can't choose what they're going to do. It's not up to me. Like I can choose what I'm going to do in response to what they tell me to do, but I cannot choose what's going to go through their minds. So I started thinking, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm don't back me in the corner. You're not going to like what, what I do. Cause I don't pussy out. I'm not somebody that's going to live on my knees. I, if you look at my content, you clearly know that I'm not scared to say what I have to say. I really don't care what you think. If you align with me, awesome. If you don't, let me try to convince you. If that doesn't work, okay, bro. I'm not going to lose any attention. sleep over this. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm not. I, I engage with everybody that engages with me, but mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't going to, there's no way I was getting vaccinated and this to me is a personal choice. Whatever you want, whatever you, if that's what you think is best for you, no problem. Get vaccinated. I didn't, as, as a guy that was, man, I was 38 back then. I've had a six pack for 20 years now. I'm always careful about what I eat. I intermittent fast. I, I do one meal a day now, and I already have three fast, three, three day water fast this year alone. So you know, I, I, I take my health extremely, extremely seriously. I don't take medication. So for them, for a, bat, for a bunch of fat people to tell me I need to take a vaccine to protect them, bro, how about you, you take care of your own immune system first and then we'll talk. But the point is that it's a choice. If you think that was the best thing for you to do, no problem. That is your prerogative and you can do whatever you want. But don't tell me what I can and cannot do. So... I sat down and I looked at what my transferable skills were. What are, what are the skills that I've acquired? And, you know, when I worked in telecommunication as a guy that did programming, so I, I've always been extremely close to technology. Like my, my biological dad was an engineer. So I grew up around computers. I understand technology. Technology just makes sense to me. And I love technology. That's what I studied in when I went back to school in my 20s. So, And I used to program extremely expensive equipment in order to provide those services to our customers. And then I started selling them. So I've acquired a lot of skills. And what better than sell skills in order to be in front of a camera? I know how to talk to people. I understand how to create content that resonates with them because through my 12 years of sales, you know, I've done a bunch of NLP certifications, 
all I read about, even to this day, I can say that at least 50% of my books are on psychology because I, to develop myself as a sales guy, I developed how to create connections with people, how to create, how to resonate with people, because I used to take extremely technical solutions and I had to explain them to be in layman's term. Often the guys I dealt with were VPs and directors or owners of companies. So they're not the technical guys that gives them the requirement. I'm able to speak to those guys because I was one of those guys, but most of the time I had to take extremely complex solutions and sell them to people that are just regular guys that, that understand somewhat, but you don't want to make them sound stupid. That's another thing that people don't under. If you, you never want to show up to a meeting showing people that you're smarter than them, they'll never buy from you. Mm -hmm. Same thing is true for content creation, right? So do you want to be right. Or do you want to be effective? Is the way that I think about that. You know, Not I right. would go, do you want to be, no, no, you're right. Is absolutely true. Do, are you doing it out of ego mm -hmm. or are you doing it to help people? And this is, go. this is how I see it, right? Is it about me or is it about the person that I'm helping? This is where your intentions are. This is why serving is so important. So, man, I just looked at, I looked at my transferable skills and I'm like, man, I could, I could do this. I could do this online. No problem. And you know, there's, there's a guy year ago, years ago, years ago, at, when I first started that job that wanted me to get vaccinated, he looks at me, older black guy looks at me. He's like, Hey man, have you ever been on TV? I'm like, no. He's like, you will, and you should. And that was years before I started creating content. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting, right? When you look back and man, I just decided I started a podcast with two $30 microphone and an H6 recorder. And that was three-ish years ago, three and a half years ago. So I started to build that as I still had my other job. I did a full reno on my house during that time. I refinanced it. I cashed the money and I said, screw you, I'm out. I'm going to see where this takes me. I bought myself a year and a half of time to figure out what came from there. And I dedicated myself to to creating content and my girlfriend and I are not happy with the way the Canadian government treated us. So we asked ourselves, where could we go? So we got an RV and we decided to travel through the US to see if there's something we like, if there's a place we, we could see ourselves applying for a permanent visa and staying here. If not, we'll go down south. If not, you know, my girlfriend's Italian, so she has her Italian citizenship. So technically, there's nothing stopping us from moving there. So we're really just looking for a place to stay. Uh, that, that's where it originated. We're just like, I left my high paying corporate job to do something else. And I've traveled, I literally travel, we traveled the US 23 states up to now on faith. No idea where we we're going, but my heart, God was talking to me. I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to go there next. So that's so cool. I'll tell you what's interesting and a little bit ironic about why you left Canada in the first place is that all of the talk in the United States at the time was fears of having to have transports, having to do all of that. Mm -hmm. There were companies, of course, that were forcing their that were forcing their employees to get vaccinated. The government was was forcing people to get vaccinated but it wasn't a requirement overall. And then we never got to the point where, where we were 
required to have a passport, a vaccine passport to get from place to place. Mm -hmm. To go to places, you could go to places. For the most part, some places required you to have, uh, I assume, I don't, we called it a stamp. I don't remember what it was, your vaccine card. I don't have any clue. But the irony is that, and this is just kind of a, a statement of general, like, yeah, yeah, in general, but with everything that we see about what's going on in Ukraine, what, what's going on in Russia, what's going on in other parts of the world over across the pond where we, we literally can't get there unless we fly over there and it takes us 15 or 17 hours to get there. How many people know that that's what happened in Canada, which is literally attached to the United States, mm -hmm. literally on the, just on the other side of the border. And if we, as, as Americans, don't know what's going on on the other side of the border how in the world are we supposed to know what's going on on the other side of an ocean so i think it just goes to show how we as americans take things for granted because i think we're on a precipice where we could tilt forward too far and go the way of potentially it sounds like where canada is yeah. is or is moving faster um or we regain our feet and we move back to where America was supposed to be founded. And I think we're on that precipice, but we look at all these things around us and we're like, well, no, it can't be like that. It can't be like that. It can't be like this. There's no way that that could happen here. Well, it's happening everywhere else. We don't have any clue what's going on anywhere else. If we don't even know what's going on in Canada, which is, which we could drive to mm -hmm. how in the world, do we know what's going on across the ocean? No matter what somebody's telling us, no matter what the news stations say. So that's very, that's interesting to hear. I had no clue that 90% of people in Canada have gotten a, a shot. It's 86 something, 86 again, something is insane. But, but the fact that they were forced no, but to. But that's the thing. There's, yeah. um, you know, this, this is the reality. Would have that many people would have gotten the shot if it wasn't forced upon them? Mm. No, clearly not. But it shows how much people will not stand up for themselves. Mm -hmm. It shows, and I've explained this many times. And the reason we like the South, the South is more conservative. Mm -hmm. The reason we like the South Southern is, hospitality. yeah, but most of the military guys are from the South as in 90% or something stupid like that comes from the South. So if you look at most of the manly men, the men that I consider manly are from the South. But this is a mentality that you guys have. If you look at Canada versus the U.S., Canada lost, we lost our war of independence against England. We have a loser mentality. Like we have a dominated mentality, as in we, our currency is still covered with the, the actual queen on it. Now, obviously, it's going to be the king soon if he makes it, but... <laughs> We lost our war of independence and it shows in our attitude. You guys, and especially in the South, they still have that, they're patriots. They still remember, I think it's 1776, when that was signed into law, that that's where your declaration of independence. You basically told England to go fuck themselves. Mm -hmm. That's what you did. You, you put your two middle fingers up and you're like, here's a paper that will kill, that will have me hung for treason. 
and you're like, go fuck yourself. We're taking this country back. And a lot of the people from the South are still Patriot. They remember that they're taught that their fathers are proud to talk about it. But in Canada, we don't have that. And unfortunately, if you know, a lot of people look at what's going on right now with the woke agenda, but what you see everywhere, like the more left-leaning people and they're like, oh, it's brutal. I'm like, bro, it's nothing. Hmm. You think California's crazy? Canada's five years ahead of you, man. Wow. We're way ahead of your, wow. you think California is that crazy? Brother, just go live in Canada for a year. You'll wow. see. You know that now you can't literally the government block some some posts. It's not even the platforms that do it anymore. It's the government <laughs> that will prevent you from posting. Um, did you hear? I think it was two years ago there was a freedom convoy in Canada where there was a bunch of truckers that just blocked the yeah. whole downtown, like yeah. our imagine Washington, DC, where the White House is. Imagine blocks upon blocks of miles they're just shut down because the trucks are just parked everywhere they're stopping people from using the streets in a protest and people would have came imagine that people would have came from california we had people from all over the country going there i went to the protest i was there so i can tell you i i'll tell you what the news didn't tell you but people were just tired of those restrictions that the Canadian government had put on the people. So they protested. You know what they did? They went into people's bank accounts and they froze their assets. The government did that. The government froze private citizens' assets because they donated money to the trucker free the freedom truckers. It's insane. There's some of the people that organized the events that I believe are still in jail today. It was non-violent. I was there. There was no violence. There was nothing. It was literally like a massive party because the people stayed there for weeks. But it was like a party. You had white guys, black guys. You had Indian guys. You had native guys. You have Asian guys. You had everybody under the sun with their children. They were just protesting showing the government that they did not like to be treated like children this is basically what they were saying and instead of embracing the people and saying man okay i think we need to do something about this they literally went into people's accounts to scare people off it's insane it's absolutely insane and it, it's not getting better it's getting worse well i just think that that is a good it's it's good to be able to know exactly what's not exactly but when you hear yeah. things like that and it's like that is literally over the border yeah and you can see the slippery slope that's happening because in america we have let basically things slide because mm -hmm. basically the idea in america has been lately last couple of decades whatever you do you i'll do me i'm not gonna mess with you you just you just do your thing yeah. But now we've gotten to the point where we've let people do their things so much that they're literally taking it and shoving it in your face, forcing you to see it, forcing you to, to, you know, watch it and visual and hear it, forcing you to be a part of it. Sometimes that I actually just heard, I just heard a, um, an interview on Fox news. They were talking about how AI is being used to watch people more in a corporate setting. They're, they're using it to watch 
course it is. And they were interviewing this young kid. He's probably 27 or 28 years old. And they're like, oh, what do you think about this? And he's like, I don't know. That's, that's what they've been doing as far as I've been in the workforce. So it's nothing new to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the point is like. Indoctrination. Trying, exactly. They're trying to get to the point where the young kids, the young ones are just like, well, that's just the way that it is. What are you talking about? Big brothers there all the time. Of course, that seems normal. Is it not normal? What are you talking about? It's not normal. They've always been watching me. And once it gets to that point, if that's not a slippery slope, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know, but. I, you know, I posted a video this morning about Tucker Carlson. I, I was not a big fan of him when he was for Fox Network or Fox News, but since he left, since he's doing his own thing, the balls on this guy, the mm-hmm. massive testicles that guy has. And, you know, he was in Russia interviewing Putin a couple of weeks ago. And I posted a video this morning about how John Stewart is making fun of him. Like yesterday, John Stewart make made fun of him, called him soft and blah, blah, blah. As in, you know, you went there and you were just a big pussy. You didn't dare ask questions and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, it's a 16 second video. And all I said is, isn't it interesting when guys like John Stewart's start complaining about Tucker Carlson when they don't even have the balls to go to Russia go themselves like but this is this is how we are now we're really in a point where most of the news in the western in the western world is done remotely like we take accounts from other people telling us what it is and then we report it and then you have a guy like Tucker Carlson that started the Tucker Carlson network. So his own network, he only does stuff on X because Elon Musk likes him, but he has his own website and everything stems out of his website. And I've seen some, some footage that leaked of conferences that he had with massive influencers. And he's basically telling them that he's like, you know, it's easy for them to silence us. It's easy for platform to prevent us because they're so big. He's like, I'm going to start the TCN. I'm going to start my own network. If you guys want to be part of it, this is my intent. I want to make sure that there's still freedom of press out there. But what baffles me is that journalists are criticizing Tucker Carlson, calling him a Russian sympathizer, calling him a lapdog, calling him this, calling him that. And I'm like, hold on. Did you guys actually listen to, you don't even need to listen to the two hour interview. Just listen to what he said prior to the interview. I'm just doing this because this is a job of a journalist. Mm -hmm. I do not, I am not endorsing him. I'm not saying that you should endorse him. All I'm saying is there's two sides to every coin. And how can you make an intelligent decision for yourself? How can you you really have Mm -hmm. exactly, but you should see, because my, my video is going viral right now, and it's insane. It's either people agree or they call him names. And I'm like, why are you calling him names? Like, who cares how you feel about him? Forget what how you feel about Tucker Carlson. Forget the fact that he worked for, for Fox News. Understand that he is the only guy in the Western world right now that a couple of months ago, he was in Venezuela to speak to the new... Mm-hmm. Uh, the new guy, the the new president, president over there. there. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, he was in Alberta, Canada, speaking against Trudeau. He had two rallies in Canada to tell them that Trudeau's full of shit, that Trudeau's this, that Trudeau's that. And 
couple of weeks ago, he, he's in fucking Russia. <laughs> like, who else is out there doing what Tucker Carlson is doing? Mm. And he's not backed. It's his own money. He's doing it himself. And go, have you went on Twitter slash X to see the views that he's getting? Mm -hmm. He has videos like, mm -hmm. I think there's a video that's at 600 million views. Yeah. That's just one video. Yep. So there is a need for this type of journalism again. Like this used to be the norm. People would go to different countries to interview dictators, to interview people that they agreed with, that they did agree, that they did not agree with. It was not about politics. It was not about Fox News versus CNN. It was just about here's what happened. Let's talk to the criminal or let's talk to the person that got raped. Let's see what they both have to say. And you'll realize that nothing is black or white. It's always gray. It's always somewhere in the middle. Everything is but, a shade of gray. But it's interesting that we are really at, at a point where people don't even want to know the other side of the coin <laughs> because it goes against what they believe in. And you know what blows my mind the most is that I've never met somebody in my life that I agreed with 100%. I don't even agree with me six months ago. Like I could watch videos from me from six point. months ago and I'm like, hey, bro, shut the fuck up. What was wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and what that is me. Thinking? That is me. Yeah. It's not even somebody else. It's me. Mm -hmm. So if people cannot see how ridiculous this is, if I'm able to evolve my train of thoughts, my belief system, my the, the way I see the world over a period of six months, imagine how many people out there you don't agree with. But does that make does that mean they're wrong, or does that simply means that maybe you should start paying attention to people that don't agree with you, that don't see the world the way you do? Because this is the only way for you that you're going to change is if you're exposed to views that are not yours and this might evolve your way of thinking, but we don't even allow that anymore. Not only does, and it's not just the news, it's the education system. It's the medical so system. It, yes. It's everything now, Everywhere. everything mm -hmm. people are bubbled. Like I look at the news every day. Every day I have about seven, eight, no, maybe 10 websites that I go through to watch the news because I like to take pieces of content that, are, that rely to on what I want to speak about. Mm -hmm. I use a story and I'm like, hey, guys, this is what happened. See what I'm saying all the time? See why men need courage? Because look, at, I did a video on the two guys that tackled the shooters in Kansas. So I'm like, guys, this is exactly what I'm talking about when I say that men need to be courageous. Because without courageous men, society falls. So I like to do that. And I watch stuff that are completely from the left. I watch stuff that's completely from the right. I watch stuff that's in the middle. And it's interesting because they relate the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's just that they relate it extremely differently based on their, their politics, like mm -hmm. based on their biases. But if you're not exposed to that, if you don't take the time to look at, at other people's views, how can you ever really build an opinion? You're not just regurgitating what other people are saying. If, you know, I, I'm a Christian, so I talk about the Bible often. And 
you know how many people call me an idiot, call me this, call me that? And I'm like, brother, have you ever opened the Bible? Or you're just letting people tell you what it's about, yet you've never read it for yourself. Mm -hmm. But people now have opinions that are based on, on, on headlines. Oh, that headline said that. I didn't even read the three-minute article. I just saw the headline. I'm like, oh, that guy's an asshole. Oh, <laughs> that guy's a rapist. Oh, that guy did this. And, Hold on, man. This is clickbait, bro. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, you got to be able to start to see through that stuff. And you got to be able to start to, like you said, form your own actual thoughts about things. And I think that's a big reason why so many people have trouble sticking with anything anyway, because they can't problem yep. solve. I mean, that's part of being able to look at two sides is problem solving. Which one makes the most sense? Which one do I agree with most? It's actually being able to think for yourself. So Accountability is a big thing, right? Oh. Look, you know, I, I, I thought for years that the reason we're in the, the situation that we're in in the West is because of the lack of masculine men. And then over my trip the past year, I've done a lot of introspection. I've, I've been thinking about this a lot. And the number one problem our society faces is accountability. If you look at, give me any problem out there, I will show you someone somewhere that did not want to do their job, that played the victim, that said, oh, not my problem. But this is what this is the world we live in right now. How can you be accountable for your actions if you're not, if you don't have the audacity, the courage, whatever you want to call it, to go look at what other people are saying. What else, who else out there has a different opinion than me? And let's see if they might have a point. Let's see if we can debate them. Let's see. I, I like to talk about masculinity to feminists because they might say something I never thought of, you know? And But how... Why is it that we're a minority of people that likes to be challenged instead of everybody wanting to be challenged? Is that not what life is all about? To be better, do good, help others? And you know what? The more knowledgeable you are, the more you can help others become knowledgeable. That's so strong. I think so many people sit on the throne of comfort, if you will, that and that's that's a literal and a figurative statement <laughs> right yep. like literally physically comfortable and mentally comfortable that they just yep. they just they just have no friction in their lives and they're not it's just not able to conjure up any type of courage to actually be able to step into any type of growth so i know we're getting to the end you got to jump on another call here soon as do i we both do a double <laughs> duty um what's one thing being a specialist in helping men, what's one thing that a man can do to help save this world, brother? <laughs> Start hitting the gym. Mm. It, it's, it, it is something that, you know, most people think of the gym as something to look douchey, to be good looking. It's something that's only relevant to the way that you look. There's nothing more powerful than being able to shape something to your image. There's nothing more powerful to say, I want my body to look like that and to be able to see the changes, to be able to look in the mirror and say, you know what? This is me. If right now you go in front of the mirror, take all your clothes off, are you happy about what you see? Yes, great work. No, it's your fault. But that also means you have the power to change it. And through changing your body, you'll develop skills like discipline, accountability, responsibility. 
you're going to start to see that hey, maybe I can't drink as much as I used to because this is not good for my health. It, 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 it prevents me from getting the abs that I want. But self-mastery starts with mastering your physicality, your physique, and then you can move to mastering your mind. But the first step to mastering your mind is mastering your physique and mastering your spirit is a big mix of both right it kind of put both together but starts with your body if you're not hitting a gym three four five times a week if you're not eating properly if you're not fasting if you're not taking care of this body you need to stop treating your your body like a dumpster and start giving it the respect that it deserves and your life is going to change just stick to that for three months don't know how hire a personal trainer don't know how hire a dietitian hire somebody like me that keeps you accountable this is the thing right it's where it starts no doubt i fully fully agree respect the body you'll respect the mind nico mm -hmm. appreciate you so much brother where can people find you Nico Lagan everywhere. Just go to my website, nicolagan.com. If not, real Nico Lagan on eight, nine different social media. But I'm I'm everywhere, man. Look for the bald-headed guy with a French accent. <laughs> hey, I'm going to smile every time I hear it, brother. Thanks so much, yep. Nico. Appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, man. Got it.